OFEW podcast. Today we'll be chatting through our second expansion team, the Hawthorne Hawks. I'm Mel and I'm joined by Will and a our resident Hawks fan, Jono. Hey everyone. Oh, hello. I'm very excited this morning. We're going to be talking through the Hawks. I, I can't believe it's taken this long, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> the energy for these expansion clubs is just through the roof because first we did Bombers, which is Liam's team, and now we're doing Hawks, which is your team. Just, oh. You guys yeah. are so excited. It's oh, amazing I've, been, I've been building for this for ages because I feel like it's the it's the reason I got into AFLW in the first place because I wanted to watch the Hawks. And we've been tracking them through the VFLW this past season, just trying to get a sense of what's going to go on this year. It's very exciting. Very exciting that we're going to be able to actually talk about it today. Yeah, and I reckon they've put together a fantastic list. So it's going to be really interesting to talk about. Again, with these expansion clubs, we don't know a whole lot, but let's start off with what we do know. And lucky to have Jono here, who is Hawks obsessed. Run us through what you know. Yeah, definitely a little bit to talk through. The Hawks started their women's program in 2018 when they joined the BFLW competition. And they did so knowing that they were going to be transitioning into an AFLW club. So they put a lot of effort and resources into it, which was fantastic to see. They managed to win the premiership in 2019, so pretty much immediate success there. And they did so with a few current players in a sense that players that had won the VFLW premiership with the Hawks gone off to other clubs and excelled in the AFLW program and have now come back to sign up with the Hawks again. They are coached by Beck Goddard, who is one of the most experienced coaches going around in the game. She was the inaugural coach of the Adelaide Crows and they ended up winning the, the first premiership in 2017 and have really gone on to be in what four of the five grand finals. So knows how to set up a side for success, which is fantastic. At the time of recording, we are unaware of who is going to be the captain and vice captain of the Hawks. The VFLW captain was Tamara Luke, and she has been recruited to join the Hawks this season. Very exciting. Something really interesting to note here is that Beck Goddard was recently on a podcast Credit to the Girls, which is a great podcast if you haven't listened to it. Uh, and she called out Tamara Luke as her pick of the players to watch in the upcoming season. Very, very talented there. Uh, but she's not the only one that has come from the VFLW side. There are 17 Hawthorne players from their VFLW program last season that have been recruited to AFLW lists, which is hugely impressive. Nine of those were signed by the Hawthorne Hawks to bolster our inaugural list. So a lot, a lot going on there. I'm very excited to see. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one thing I will say, Jono, is that you and I were actually at that VFLW grand final that we saw the Hawks win. I was there as a Geelong supporter, so I was disappointed. But just goes to show that, you know, we've been following this Hawthorne VFLW side with great interest for quite a while and saw them last year and they really were building something special going into their AFLW debut. Yeah, last season, I think they still managed to make it to the prelim, but they were looking very strong across the VFW season. Uh, just a bit unfortunate, not quite getting over the line against the Southern Saints in the prelim final, but they play a fantastic game style that I'm, I'm really excited to see. There's a lot of contested ball there. So, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting start to this season because the players that they've brought in, I think, really suit what's, what was happening in that VFW program. And you, uh, you mentioned Tamara Luke there. She's uh, quite an interesting player to talk about and also to talk to. Yeah, we had a little bit of a chat with Tamara Luke earlier this week. We're very excited because not only has Tamara Luke had a chance to play with some of the VFLW players at the Hawks over the past season, but she also used to play at the AFLW level for St Kilda. So there's a few players that have come into the club that she's had a little bit of experience with. I'm really excited because we heard Beck Goddard talk about a ferocious and offensive style of football that's coming from the Hawks. We had the chance to ask Tamara Luke about that and hear what she thinks the Hawks are going to do in season seven. So here's our conversation with her earlier today. Tamara, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to having a chat to you guys. Now, we were online just a little bit ago and we saw the AFL has released an 18 clubs photo with representatives from both the men's and the women's team, the first time the competition has ever had 18 teams. And you were representing the Hawthorne Hawks. How does it feel to be part of such an iconic photo? 
Yeah, um, it was interesting when the club contacted me and said, did I want to go along? I was like, yeah, I'll go along, some media thing. I wasn't exactly sure what was going to be happening. And then when I got there and found out a bit more information, yeah, it was um, an exciting time to be there. And, um, yeah, I, I just looked at the photo before and thought, God, that is something that I'll keep forever and treasure forever. So, yeah, it was a really great opportunity. Um, Hawthorne's been such a good club for me. So to be able to get in that photo, um, where I've played pretty much all my footy is through Hawthorne. So to be able to in that photo and representing the club in that jumper was pretty awesome today. Yeah, no, it's, it was very special to see. And you get to see so many different superstars around the competition there and, and so many different captains from around the league. One thing that some of our listeners might not be aware of is that you're, you were this past season for the VFLW Hawks. You were the, the captain there. Is this a little quiet announcement of, of potentially you might be the captain of the Hawks AFLW team? No, not, no, 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 not at all. I think just obviously, as I said, I've been at the club for um, probably the longest out of anyone in the Hawthorne AFLW sides. So I think it's just an opportunity for me to go and uh, represent the club that I've played so many games of footy with. We've got our pre-season camp coming up where we'll do some leadership stuff and we'll probably do some voting around our leadership group and um, and where that falls with that. But I'm not expecting anything. I'm just enjoying playing footy and, yeah, whatever role I get given as a player, I'm, I'm happy to accept at the moment. Well, you did mention that obviously you're going to be doing those leadership things on the camp. How's it been coming into a new group with a lot of obviously leaders of the club and new leaders as well? Who, who's really stood out to you as being someone who might put themselves forward to be a leader at Hawthorne in the coming season? Yeah, we've recruited a lot of really experienced um, players from other clubs that, and they've all got great leadership qualities. So we've got like um, Jess Duffin, who's come across from North. She's just got experience in footy and also in cricket, in leading. And, um, you know, she just leads so well on the track and off the track, the way she goes about things. Um, we've got Tilly Lucas-Rod and Lou Stevens, who again have um, come from St Kilda and GWS. Um, and again, they've been in the system since the start of the inception of the AFLW in 2017. And um, they're not they're not that old to be honest they're mid-20s and yeah they're they're great on the track and off the track and and building really good club culture so there's a couple of players there and then some of the young kids that are coming through like we've got Bridget Deed who's one of our youngest she's only 19 who's just got some huge leadership potential there as well and um, a couple of other girls that have captained or um, been vice captain in the NAB league so there's already a lot of young kids coming through that already have the qualities that are gonna you know if they stick at Hawthorne they're gonna be future leaders of the club and it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's a lot trying to pull together all these different players from different clubs. How has the Hawthorne team gone about building that unity? I mean, you've got preseason camp up, but preseason's been going just over a month now. What's it been like trying to fit all those pieces together? Yeah, so we've, well, we, we're about week seven of preseason now. So it's, yeah, like it'll be coming into that. We had three weeks where we didn't have our new draftees. So we're running around with, you know, 14 to 16 players on the track and um, lighter numbers. But the squad we've got together now, it's a strong mix of youth and experience there. And um, when you're looking at getting the building blocks right um, and, and building the foundations of the club, I think the club's gone about it in their recruiting really well. Like we've got girls that have played, you know, Caitlin Ashmore and that have played 50 AFLW games and you just don't get that at every club. And then we've got girls coming through the NAB league that are relatively new to footy, but just their their natural skill and ability and their footy IQ is amazing. So I think just getting all the high performance stuff sorted um, and, and building, you know, their expectations and what it's like to be an elite athlete. Um, so then it'll just give us that long-term success. I suppose in terms of building that list, you've we've mentioned that you've come through the, the Hawks VFLW side very successful side as well over the last few years. Nine of those players were actually signed to the, the Hawthorne list. So how's it actually been working with those players moving up into, into the AFLW? There must be a lot of excitement there. Yeah, I um, when I got delisted from St Kilda I, in 2021, I went back and played some footy with Hawthorne, the VFLW. And when I walked into the club, there was a lot of girls that I thought, yeah, they've got some potential. They just need a bit of a push along. So it's been great just to have two seasons with them and just being able to um, teach them along the way what to do and just improve. And then, you know, out of our VFLW, we had um, 17 players drafted into the AFLW competition. And yeah, as you said, nine of them have gone to Hawthorne, which is just amazing. So I think the VFLW side and, and, the, and the club as a whole is a great building block for any young kid or and even I'm old. So I'm more than happy to say that they're, they're happy to recruit some um, experienced players as well through that program so yeah it's just been great to work with them and when you're able to transition to a new club and, you, and I know probably pretty much three quarters of the squad already when we came together so 
made the transition a bit easier for me to get to know everyone, but also everyone feels a little bit more at home. Not, not everything's brand new. So yeah, it's made those first couple of weeks a little bit easier and yeah, definitely helped us in such a short pre-season. One other person that has been brought from the VFLW side up is Beck Goddard, coach of the Hawthorne Hawks. How is it like uh, having her as one of the best coaches going around? Yeah, I feel like we're pretty lucky to have Beck. So she was, you know, Adelaide Premiership coach in 2017 and um, she calls a spade a spade. She's pretty straight down the line and and she expects the best from you and and she gives 100% to the team and and everything she puts forward at training and, and away from the training track like she's always putting in and to make sure that the program is better and um yeah she's got the experience as a player as an umpire as a coach and everything that she's doing at Hawthorne is really you know as I said setting that foundation and if she's going to be there a long time I think the club's going to be in for a lot of success one thing she said this preseason, which I was I was very interested in as a Hawks fan uh, I think she described the style of football that the Hawks wanted to play as ferocious and offensive what, what does that mean? Uh, what, what kind of game plan are we seeing from the Hawks this year? Uh, well, we've been doing a bit of tackling work, so I can uh, guarantee that we're going to be hitting the, hitting the contest pretty hard. And, um, you know, we just want to score. We're going to aim to kick 12 goals a game. So, um, you know, when you go to the footy, you want to see high scoring if you can, and, and we want to play that type of footy. So uh, we've been training pretty well. We've brought in girls that will be able to kick goals and also players to move the footy so we can get it forward to kick goals. And, uh, we've, yeah, we've recruited a lot of girls who love tackling and the physical stuff. So I think you'll see a yeah, pretty exciting brand of footy. Speaking of that, you know, moving it forward and kicking those goals, you've recruited some absolute speedsters. You've got Kate McCarthy, Katie Ashmore, and also young Jazz Fleming. I mean, that really lends itself to that fast, ferocious footy, doesn't it? Yeah, like um, you think they're fast and then we've got a couple of other little nab leaguers that are running around. And a couple of girls have been in the VFLW system for a while, like Talia Fallows and Sophie Locke. Um, yeah, uh, when they run past me, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> leaving a lot of dust in my face, to be honest. They're super quick and, um, yeah, you just put the ball out into space and there's no chance that anyone's going to stop them. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. Well, it's going to be an exciting brand of footy for sure. One thing we've been trying to figure out, we're trying to figure out where people are going to play because there's so many different players who you move around a lot, you know, even just to start with yourself. A lot of your footy we've seen is has been played up forward, kicking goals or, or you know in the ruck. But we've also seen at the Saints uh, that you're playing as a key defender at times. Where can we expect to see you playing your footy this year? Good question, actually. I'm happy to play any position if I get a game. So happy to do whatever the team's required. I think with my build, my stature, whatever's needed to help um, to help the team, I'm happy to do so been working a fair bit on my fitness in the off season and um, feel like I'm in pretty good shape at the moment. So happy to being forward up ruck or defensive, whatever the team needs, happy to do that. And there's a lot of girls in a similar boat where they just don't isolate into the one position. They can play multiple positions, which is just going to make us more dangerous. Yeah. And just, just talking about that ruck, that was one of the positions we were also quite interesting because you've got yourself and Tegan Cunningham who's come in, who's also mostly played as a key forward. Are you guys going to be swapping in that role or is it going to be to one of the young players to, to fill that ruck position? Yeah, so Teagues and I both had experience playing ruck and forward, and that's what we did in the VFLW competition this season. We just did a rotating ruck role, and we recruited Lucy Wales from Casey Demons, who she's played 10 games of footy. Uh, she comes from a basketball background, super athletic, really mobile and agile around the ground, and has got some pretty good skills for someone new to footy. So between the three of us, you know, we'll be in the ruck, and um yeah, I, I guess it'll depend on, you know, who we're playing and where we want to expose some certain um, opposition. So you never know who's going to end up in there. And, and I think it's it, a value to the team where we can play ruck and we can play forward because there's nothing better than being a ruckman and resting forward and kicking a few snags. So won't, won't say no to doing that. <laughs> I think one of my favourite things that I'd seen about Lucy Wells, she's got a twin sister who's gone to the Bombers. I would love to see those two facing off in the ruck at one point. I think that'd be a fascinating little matchup. Yeah, so we've got Essendon round one. So I'm uh, mm. to be their parents and their family because if they're both playing and they'll both play ruck, so they'll probably be on each other. So um, both new to footy and, and both exceptional athletes. So um, can see them being in the AFLW competition for a long time and exciting time for them to, yeah, both be going through, you know, in expansion size, both Essendon and Hawthorne and, and getting into the competition in the same season. And 
oh, I guess they'd be supporting each other, but at the same time, hoping round one, whoever takes home the chocolates is going to be pretty excited in that household, I think. Absolutely. Around, I suppose, the, the feet of the Ruckman, we're looking at who's going to be part of the midfield of the Hawks, and there's a lot of great experience that's been brought in. One person, Tilly Lucas Rod, you brought up before, came from the Saints, same as yourself. She's also played a bit up forward, down back. Are you guys looking at who's going to be playing in the midfield yet? Yeah, we just started matching over the last couple of weeks and uh, been rolling a few different players through there. Um, a lot of the girls have had some experience through the midfield, but whether it's their best position or whether they're just going to be on the wing or up forward or off half back. So there's a mix for them. And we're probably lucky that Tilly has experience in all, all positions because she knows where everyone needs to go and where the ball needs to move. And I think she kind of got thrown into the midfield with Saints last year due to injury and a few other players being unavailable and she excelled there. So she went from forward at Carlton to defender at St Kilda and then through the midfield. And I think, yeah, I can see her playing midfield for Hawthorne. She's um, great. Footy IQ is great. She's got elite skills and she's got a great tank on her so she can run all day and and she's a competitor. You don't want to be against her at training because you know you're going <laughs> you to have to work super hard. So yeah, Tilly, obviously, and then we've got a, a few young kids running through there. Like we recruited Jazz Fleming, who's, yeah, she's going to be a weapon long-term for us at the club. She's, yeah, just ability to pick up a ground ball, dispose of it. Um, she's super agile. She's quick. She's got great hands overhead. So for someone who's just relatively new to footy, comes from a cricket background, and um, she's going to be really good for us. We've got Bridget Deed, um, who, again, was our first pick. Um, and first signing from Hawthorne. And she's come through the NAB League and I think she averaged 35, 36 disposals in the midfield at NAB League before she got signed. So, um, again, she she knows how to find the footy and she's got a lethal left foot. So I look forward to her <laughs> delivering me some footy if I'm, if I'm sitting up in the forward line. Um, and then we've just got some a lot of other players that are rotating through there. Um, we picked up um, Tamara Smith from um, Geelong DFLW and she's a tackling machine. She loves it in there and loves getting underneath all the packs and, you know, you, you never see, you never really know who's going to float through there because, as I said, a lot of the players are able to play multiple positions. So we're just trialing that and, and seeing where we where we can go with that. And you know, a few of the NAB League girls have come through, have all got experience playing through the midfield in their NAB League as well. So you never know, we could have multiple different players rolling through there each week. Yeah, and I did want to highlight those NAB League girls, players like Jazz Fleming and Charlotte Baskerin as well. It must yeah. be super exciting to see these absolute top end talents finally get the opportunity to strut their stuff on the AFL stage. So how, how are all those girls settling into the top level? Yeah, um, well, I think they're enjoying being at the club. The first session they came in, we gave them all nicknames. So um, Charlotte's Carol, Carol Baskin at the moment. So she, <laughs> yeah, and that's why sometimes I'm like, oh, what's their name? Because I just know them by their nickname at the moment. But yeah, um, Charlotte's been awesome. She, again, like Jazz, just slotted straight into the program and, and, able to keep up with the standard of AFLW. So it's really it's exciting to see what she can do. Um, got Mackenzie down the back line and she's tall. She's like, I'm tall and she's taller than me and she's quick and she's agile and she's got great skills. So, you know, for someone at her age, 18, 19, and, and just being drafted, I can see her, yeah, hopefully slotting into a starting defensive position for us. And, um, yeah, we've got like a few other girls up forward that can forward, like swing forward midfield. Um, and, and, you know, they're all exceptional talent. Like it's, as I said, spoke about Lucy in the rough, like they're just all freaks. Like I, I don't think I've seen a draft pool come through that this strong from a standard point of view, especially at St Kilda. Like we had some draftees coming through and, uh, but these guys are just the next level that they're, they're ready made to play AFLW. Yeah, so some of the highlights we were seeing from Jazz Fleming getting it out to Montana Ham, you know, as part of that draft package, you'd see they're just incredible. Her hands are so good. Yeah, yeah, exciting player to watch. And, yeah, definitely think um, if you haven't been and watched some women's games, definitely come down and have a look because these, yeah, these guys can play and they're going to be playing at the club for 10, 15 years. So it's an exciting time. Before we do move on to a few other the players, are there any other elite tier nicknames that you've given to any of the players? uh yeah yeah um well we called um lucy wales pendles because she comes from a background Very good. basketball Very good. so <laughs> we, we kind of named them all and didn't really tell them that to guess which one they were and, and jazz fleming we we started you know we went with vix and a few other things um uh but we ended up she, we're just calling her phlegm at the moment just a pretty original um as i said charlotte we've gone with carol um carol baskin so she gets a bit shortened at the moment Kaz, a bit easier to say on the track um emily everest we've gone with sherpa um she didn't even know what a sherpa was so <laughs> ed's given her some education around that 
Mackenzie, we're just going with Big Mac because it's just original um, and easy. Um, who else have we got? Uh, Billy, Billy Elliot. Pretty, pretty, pretty simple that yeah. one. Um, yeah, I think and they've I saw all big boy out there. Yes. Oh yeah, Talia <laughs> Fellows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you heard that story, but she didn't know who Ben McAvoy was, and he introduced himself to her. So she's got the nickname of Big Boy. So. Um, <laughs> Nicknames kind of just fall into, you know, silly things that someone does and that's what they end up with for their, mm. for their playing career. So, yeah, it's always exciting when you get a new nickname at the club because the more you hate it, the more likely it's going to stick. So, yeah, it's been, it's been good. Jumping back into players, you love to see an aggressive defensive line that's sort of pushing the ball forward. And I think the Hawks have really recruited a lot of those quick running halfbacks and also some with a lot of footy IQ. I think Jess Duffin is one that stands out, obviously, having a lot of experience. Uh, who else, I suppose, do you, you see running down there in the back line to start the season? Yeah, so obviously Duff will be, yeah, one of the main key defenders down there and her ability to read the play and um, take intercept marks and her disposal is elite. Like, at training, she never misses a kick. So she's she's going to be, obviously, one of our key starting um, players there. And then Ainsley Kemp has come through. She played with Melbourne, had a couple of ACL issues. Um and just took time off away from the game and didn't think she'd ever go back. And she had a ripping season in VFLW and, and got the opportunity again at Hawthorne. And she's looking super fit, um, super strong. And yeah, she's competitive. So she's looking super strong down the back line there. Um, Jenna Richardson, again, another rebound defender, intercept marker, reads the play really well, really quick, can kick both sides of the body. And and yeah, she's going to be someone that I think will will challenge to get in straight into the starting lineup for that. We picked up Lou Stevens, who's come from the GWS. She's a defender, forward, midfielder. So she'll be probably rolling through all different lines. And you just never know who's going to end up down there. We've got a catch who's come across from Richmond who played as a, you know, half back, but you know, you don't know where she's going to play depending on matchups. So there's a few and you might even see myself down there. Anyone really might end up rolling down there. So probably matchup dependent, the mix of experience and, and the youth talent coming through will be really good. And, Got a lot of the young girls being mentored by some of the experienced players that have been in the system for a while, and I think that's going to help their growth and development, and they'll, yeah, hopefully be flying for us early in the season. Speaking of experience, we've, we've talked a bit about um, Tegan Cunningham. We've also got Sarah Perkins up forward, who's really been a stalwart of the competition. How's it been working with her, and who else do you think is going to be kicking those goals for the Hawks? Yeah, Perko and I started our footy career together in 2018 um, at, at Hawthorne and we won the premiership together. So we've got a pretty good relationship. We've played a fair bit of footy together in the forward line. So, you know, it's just you go back and you play in the same team, the same forward line just kind of clicks and you just know where each other's going and where you want the footy play. So it's great to have Perko there. She's great footy brain. She's got a great kick and, and can kick goals. So, um, yeah, it's been great to have her up there. Um, we picked up Dobbin Carbone from um, the Hawthorne VFLW program as well. And she's come from the NT competition and, and she's just grown. So she's been in the program for a couple of years um, through the VFLW program. But this year she just was next level in the VFLW program, was a clear standout um, top player for us. So she's got speed, she's got endurance and yeah, she's got a, a, a huge work rate um, and willingness to work for the team um, to run into the right spots to find the footy. So she's going to be good. Yeah, we've been mixing up with Sophie Locke, Talia Fellows, all down in the forward line. And then, you know, obviously you have some resting mids, potentially resting down there and, and kicking some goals for us. So uh, pretty exciting time. And we've got a lot of depth there. So I would hate to be the coaching staff to try to decide who's in our starting lineup. That's for sure. It's going to be a challenge for sure. Look, I thank you so much for coming on and talking through. I think just knowing the fact that you've got a whole list of new players to, to run through and you've given us such a great insight, I suppose, into what all of them are, you know, where they're coming from and, and what they might do for the club. So really appreciate that. I think we've got just one last question for you. If you have any insights just on, on one player that we should be watching this season at the Hawks, who might that be? Uh, I'm going to say Gilly. Um, Gilroy's come across from North Melbourne. So um, I probably haven't mentioned her on here yet, but yeah, she's, she's going to be probably one person. If you're looking for a little sneaky dark horse, you'll probably get you some plenty of, plenty of footy. I reckon that'll be her. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks guys. 
that was a great interview to listen back to. Um, I'm so glad you guys got to chat to Tam Luke. And I just want to give a little shout out to Tess McManus from St Kilda, who actually put us in touch with Tam Luke because of her connection, how she used to play with St Kilda. So thank you very much for that interview. Yeah, it was really amazing to be able to talk to someone who's in that historic 18 men's and women's AFL photo. It's such an, a big photo, a big occasion for the game. So for us to be able to talk to someone who was a part of that was just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, on that note, should we talk about kind of what we learned from that uh, interview and maybe starting off with the defenders? Jono, do you want to run us through who we know is going to be in the defensive line for the Hawks come round one? Yeah, sure. They definitely have recruited very well in the back line. So there's a real level of experience back there, which not a lot of the expansion teams have. I think the, the general in that back half is going to be Jess Duffin, who is the North Melbourne recruit. She was an All-Australian defender and very, very experienced. Beck Goddard has described her as, it's like having an extra coach on the field back there. So she's going to be one who can play tall or short as required, but has that real one-on-one pedigree. So very excited to have her back there. Another that they've recruited from the VFLW Hawks team is Mackenzie Erdley. So she is a tall intercepting defender and one that has a real offensive nature about her game. So she'll probably be another key defender back there. We've also got Louise Stevenson and Akek McCurchwatt, who are both also recruited from the AFLW, one from GWS, the other from Richmond. And they've also got the ability to play tall back there. So that's going to, I suppose, provide a lot of structure uh, in that, that line there. And then around that, you've got a lot of running defenders and they've got quite a lot, to be honest. I think the ones that we're most likely to see at the start of the season are Eileen Gilroy, who is Hawthorne's first Irish AFLW signing, uh, recruited from North Melbourne as well. So a little bit of experience there. You've got Ainsley Kemp, who used to spend her time over at the D's, but after a few ACL injuries was delisted by the Demons and has been in the Hawthorne's VFLW side ever since. She has been fantastic on the track this preseason, so very excited we've been able to bring her in. And then we've got a couple recruits, again, from Hawthorne's VFLW side, but a little bit younger, a little bit less experienced in Emily Everest and Jenna Richardson. Yeah, I think one of the things that Hawthorne has done incredibly well and you touched on this as well john is recruiting experience in that back line they're one of the only expansion teams which has managed to recruit not just one or two but several key defenders uh, and experienced key defenders so i think that being able to build around players like duffin and around louise stevenson for example will really give the younger players such as mackenzie Erdley the ability to develop and become a strong defensive core and you've also touched on those running defenders so i think they're really set up well in defense for an expansion side. And it's one of the things that quite excites me about the Hawthorne team is that they should hopefully be very competitive from round one from a defensive standpoint. The fact that we've got so much experience back there really gives me comfort that we will be able to, you know, stop big runs of scoring from opposition teams. I'm really excited to see how we go in our first practice match against Richmond. Richmond has just destroyed the Fremantle Dockers in a practice match. Sorry, Mel. So yeah. it's if we can hold back that that scoring, that I'd be really, really confident coming into the season that we're going to be able to challenge this season immediately. And that game's at the G as well, so we'll be able to get a great view. Absolutely. Yeah. Super exciting there to see Hawthorne Richmond at the MCG. Even if it is a practice match, that's going to be a, an amazing yeah. spectacle. So there. Given that Hawthorne is the expansion club with the most key defenders and defenders of interest here, who are you most excited to bring in from a fantasy perspective in that back line? I would say it has to be Mackenzie Erdley. She is phenomenal from a VFLW fantasy standpoint. Her intercepting ability and her ability to run off her player suggests to me that she's probably going to be the one that takes that third up intercepting role at the AFLW side. She's going to be coming in rookie priced. If she can get anywhere close to what she's been doing in the VFLW, we're going to see a lot of value back there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you, Jono. The, the fact that they, I've mentioned before that they've got players like Chuot and Stevenson back there means that Erdley can really be that 
lucid defender, really hone her craft, which is fantastic from a fantasy perspective, especially as a rookie player. So I think she's one of those players that you'll be very comfortable either sitting on your bench or even possibly as a, a D5. I guess for me, the only other player that I'd probably be interested in is a player that Tamara Luke highlighted, which is Eileen Gilroy, playing as that small defender. Not a huge average last season, only about 45, but she was a player that North Melbourne were really unhappy to lose. She's a really talented player and is probably going to be able to get a, a bit more of that ball in that Hawthorne defence. So I would expect to see that average jump up from a 45 up above the, up above 50. When you say get a bit more of that ball in the Hawthorne defence, do we think that she stands a chance to get the ball given how good their, their back line is looking? Like, is this one of those situations where she's going to benefit from being in a new club and having more opportunities and therefore more scoring, or is she going to get stifled? She's coming from North Melbourne, who are fairly successful club. So I would thought that as competitive as I want the Hawks to be, expansion sides are probably not going to be as solid from day one as an established club like North. If she's coming from that where they had a lot of experience back there, the ball would be shared around between a few. The Hawks definitely have that experience, but I would, I would suggest that she's probably going to be one they look to put the ball in the hands of mm. and also one who could potentially push up onto the wing at times. So, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely scope there to improve how often she's, she's picking up the ball. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, John. I think you, you said it really well, which is she's a player they'll want the ball in. The, she, they'll want to give the ball to Eileen Gilroy to, to get the ball moving up the field. They've got a really strong key defensive lineup. We've talked about that at length. She's the one for me that they want to get the ball to, to get it out of the defense. So they'll look for her, whether it's kicking it wide or handballing it off to her. I think she's a really big chance to get a lot of those um, easy handballs or easy wider disposals, which really help from a fantasy perspective. Is there anything else that you want to watch and see in her performance kind of in those scratch matches before you consider bringing her in for round one? Was she already a lock in your mind? Definitely wouldn't have said she was a lock. I think that you want to see that role is a really fantasy friendly one. Uh, if she's a bit more of a lockdown defender, that's not ideal. But if, if we see early on in that match at the G that they're handballing it off to her, they're getting it out to her wide. I think she's a, Definitely a, a, a positive option to go for, but she's in that really awkward price point. An average of 45 is really hard to justify because the value might not be there and it will be a risk because we don't really know what ceiling she'll have if she's in that slightly different role. Yeah, I think one of the things that I'll be looking for is who's going to take kickouts as well because that's always an easy way to boost your scoring. Jess Duffin is probably most likely, given she's going to be the general back there. But, you know, Gilroy has a great leg on her. Who knows if that's the one that they want to put kicking out from fullback. Of the other two rookies that we're going to have back there in Emily Everest and Jenna Richardson, I'm not sure if they're going to get enough, I suppose, game time. Given you've got a lot of experience back there, these two are definitely going to be rotating through the least, I would have thought, of all those players. But they definitely have a lot of upside to them. Emily Everest is a fantastic runner. Her 2K time trial actually put her fourth nationally in the AFLW, which is you know, great to see if they want someone running off half back. And Jenna Richardson is very consistent, really gives it a go. And I think her pressure around the ball is fantastic. So if they really want you know, a bit more uh, intensity in that back line, she's one that I can see getting a good game. I'm just not sure if I'm just not sure if the job security is there to start the season. Yeah, Emily Everest is 177 centimeters, so she fits into that tall defender category, which Hawthorne is quite blessed with talent there. So probably more a development player that will probably come into their own in seasons to come. Uh, but yeah, maybe not early on in season seven. Yeah, I guess the one other defender that we haven't really spoken about has been <laughs> Tilly Lucas-Rod, who, I mean, definitely not, well, I would have thought definitely not a defender, but when you look at her stats, uh, she's actually been listed in the back pocket for pretty much every single game for the Saints last season. So who knows what's going on there, but yeah, probably more of a midfielder 
should we transition into the midfield then? Yeah, let's jump into the midfield. I might just quickly walk us through who some of the midfielders the Hawks have picked up are, and then we can sort of walk through from a fantasy perspective. So right off the bat there, you've picked up on Tilly Lucas-Rod. She was coming in from the Saints last season and had a really fantastic season breaking into the Saints midfield for the first time. Previously, you've been playing up forward or in defence, so that might explain why she's been listed in that back pocket, but definitely playing midfield, and I expect she'd do the exact same at the Hawks. We've got a number of VFLW players coming in there who are probably going to be supporting her in that midfield with a bit of a contested inside style. So Charlotte Baskerin is one who's come in. Jazz Fleming was the Hawks' number two pick and, uh, well, number two pick nationally, Hawks' first pick overall. And Dominique Carbone also coming in as one of the Hawks' prolific ball winners from the VFLW. From a more you know, outside midfielder point of view, you've got Caitlin Ashmore coming in from North Melbourne, who is a fantastic winger, a really offensive player driving that ball inside 50. On the other wing, I'm not quite sure who's going to line up there, but we've got a few options here. Bridget Deed is one that I'm very excited about. She was the Hawks' first AFLW signing, and it's potentially the, the most adorable video I've ever seen, the one where she found out she was going to be the Hawks' first player picked it was it was fantastic to see but she's got a real fantasy game about her only 168 centimeters uh, and 18 years old but her nab league numbers are phenomenal we're going to get to those in a little bit we've also got kate mccarthy who used to play at the saints uh, more of a half forward but can rotate on that wing with some of her speed and then we've got tamara smith from the geelong vflw team who will we might get to get to you in a bit about that but from a fantasy perspective, I think Tilly Lucas-Rod is a sensational, sensational pick for us. Yeah, absolutely. A huge breakout year last season and absolutely tore it up in the back half of the year as well, which is exactly when you want your, your star midfielders to be racking up those disposals. The fact that she was listed as a back pocket for whole the whole of the season gives us some possibly false hope that she may be listed as a defender, which would make her absolutely the best defender in the game. But even as a midfield option, she's still a really, really good player. And you'd expect her to take on that number one midfield mantle at Hawthorne as well and continue her amazing form. Yeah, in season six, she was actually the eighth highest averaging player in the AFLW. And she brought her average up about 20 points from the season before, which is seriously impressive. Made the All-Australian squad in Season 6 and averaged 20 disposals and 7 tackles. So a lot of a lot of good stats there to really build out that stat line. With three games over 100 points within like, a, I don't know, seven games in a row or something, that's very impressive. That's really bumping her up to like upper echelon mid, kind of getting into the elites. Yeah, and a couple of those games that she didn't score 100, she scored a 96 and 298, so right up there in the top top band of scoring so i think she's she's a player that if you're looking for a a good midfielder to put in as your second or third option you're going to be very happy with tilly lucas rod did anyone have her last season don't believe so i think she was one of those players that if you if you didn't jump on the the tilly lucas rod bandwagon early you missed out because their price skyrocketed after that yeah there was very little indication at the start of the season that this was going to happen. And first couple of rounds was not in that midfield throughout a 74 and a 51. But in round three, really jumped into that midfield. And gosh, she priced herself out of calculation very quickly. Yeah, I think we realised what was happening just a little bit too late. And then we just didn't have the cash. And uh, yeah, so we'd be interested to see what we can do with her this season. Having those two lower scores in her average there's a chance here that she's a little underpriced because from round five onwards i think her average was about 98 mm -hmm. that's 10 points above what she's priced at that's an option there is your your m2 someone and that is going to be able to deliver a little bit of value as a premium and by lower scores there we mean 51 and 62 so not actually that low right yeah absolutely and i think we, we see it a lot with expansion teams there's often one really really good midfielder and 
I think that's going to be Tilly Lucas, right? I think that's that's a given. She's going to be that, you know, ball-winning player amongst a lot of younger draftees. So they'll really look for her in that midfield to, to push the ball forward, which is really fantastic for, for a fantasy player. It means that she's going to be getting those handballs, getting those kicks, because they will be looking for her. She's the only one in the midfield, I think, who has the opportunity to have played at the AFLW level before from a you know an inside midfield perspective. I think they're going to need her there just to drive the standards, set them up and kind of organize them around stoppages. That's going to be really important. I know that these players, these draftees coming in, are, as we heard from Tamluk before, at such a high standard, they're AFLW ready. But it's one thing to be doing it at a you know, junior level. And it's another thing to be doing it at the highest level in, in the nation. So it's going to be fantastic having her there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that it's probably the one, I'm, I'm hesitant to say weakness, but it's probably the one hole in their team is that they don't have that experience in the inside of their midfield. And that makes it even more crucial for Tilly Lucas-Rod to be that superstar mid that we know she can be. Um, but I guess we've talked a bit about them, but what are you thinking in terms of the, the rookies in the, that midfield, Jono? We are blessed with so many rookies in this midfield. So just to run through some of the numbers that we have, last season, Charlotte Baskerin at the NAB League Girls Competition, she was the captain of the Western Jets, made it to their first ever grand final win, and on the way averaged 27.6 disposals, 6.6 tackles. Huge numbers from a fantasy perspective. Jazz Fleming is another absolute superstar, dominated the 2022 NAB League Girls season last year, also averaging 25.7 disposals, five tackles, and three marks in just six games. Uh, the daughter of cricketing legend uh, Damien Fleming as well. So very, very talented family there. And finally, Dominique Carbone, another um, junior in the VFLW program, but the 20-year-old has proven herself as one of Hawthorne's most prolific ball winners. And to end last season, I'll just run through her last what, five or six games from a fantasy scoring perspective. Uh, from round, oh, I think it was round five onwards, she went 192, 80, 106, 102, and then a, a 64 in the final game against fellow finals contender in Casey. But some fantastic numbers there as well. Yeah, and even if we think that maybe when those come through to AFLW, the scores will obviously be a little bit lower, but say, if, even if they're halved, that's still decent scores. Yeah, absolutely. I think some of these girls, the level that they were playing at were, you know, junior leagues, but they were playing in these really elite teams and they were doing it at the All-Australian level. They were doing it uh, when they were having these, you know, Vic Metro games. It really didn't matter where they were playing. They were really able to prove themselves. So I'm, I'm thinking that someone like a Jazz Fleming is going to come in and really tear the league apart, which is very exciting. Yeah, I suppose from those rookies, the one I'm actually probably more interested in is Charlotte Baskerin, just based on her Western Jets form. I think that the tackles is what really interests me. She was that sort of more inside player, and I think she'll get that first opportunity and I assume will be slightly cheaper based on the fact that Jazz Fleming was a pick two but both of these players absolute superstar potential and I think you're going to struggle to go wrong with either of them yeah the other rookie that is playing a bit more on the outside I kind of expect her to be on the wing is Bridget Deed the the first Hawthorne AFLW signing some of her numbers in the NAB league are also sensational she averaged 32 disposals and seven tackles that's as an outside running player I'm I'm amazed and I think a lot of that what I'm really excited about is that she was training so hard to get into the AFLW team. She was training with the men's and the women's teams at her club. And I can very much see when she gets to the, the physicality of the AFLW, she's not going to be disheartened at all. I guess the one other player that you touched on briefly and you decided to throw over to me for was a, a former Geelong girl was Tamara Smith. And Tamara Smith for me is a player that if she gets that role early on even if she gets maybe listed as a forward because she was thrown around a bit in terms of where she was named in the vflw tamara smith averaged 112 in the vflw last season with some truly immense scores she scored 147 in one of her games along with a couple of 120s 
really high scoring just across the board, taking marks, lots of tackles. She had, I think, five games throughout last VFLW season where she had 13 tackles and was also a high disposal getter. She has the real potential to transition that form into AFLW level. So another player that could be a really high value rookie midfielder, possibly forward as well. Yeah, I think that forward status would make her a very enticing pick. Do you think that's likely? It's, it's not out of the question. So of the games that she played last season in the VFLW, she was listed as a forward in most of them, playing either in the, the, that high half forward role or as of in the forward pockets. I think that she mostly played through the midfield. That's probably her best role. But we can't discount the chance that she will be given that forward status based on where she was listed. So as you say, Jono, if she is listed as a forward, I think really, really interesting player and one that you'd probably want on your side. Only dropped below 100 once in the VFLW last season with a score of 76. So I, I think there's huge value there if she can push into that Hawks midfield and and get those opportunities to, to make those tackles. She definitely sounds like she's going to suit Hawthorne's game style because from what we're hearing from Beck Goddard and Tam Luke there, the contested style of Hawthorne's play, I think we might be seeing something a little bit similar to what Brisbane have been doing the past couple of seasons where it's, it's really just trying to bring that intensity around the ball. And a lot of these players, you can see it's the tackling pressure that they've been recruited for. They've got really high tackle numbers, all of them. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens there. Someone we haven't spoken about in the midfield, Caitlin Ashmore. She's flourished at the AFLW level with heaps of games under her belt. So 49 across six seasons and two different clubs, Brisbane and North Melbourne. In season six, though, she averaged almost 12 disposals, four marks uh, and heaps of inside 50s for the Kangaroos. Is she forward status potential? Yeah, it's an interesting one. She played on the wing at North Melbourne, but was there, I suppose, if you've got one wing that's more defensively minded and one that's more offensively minded, she was all about bringing that ball inside 50 for North. She's the most experienced player that Hawthorne have brought across. So very excited to see her run out for her 50th in game one, which will be hilarious. Like, I can't wait to, you know, go Katie Ashmore. You've made it all the way to 50 games with us, even though this will be her first one for the club. So that'll be a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I think it's unlikely she gets forward status, but you don't, you never know. I think she's one that with the way that the game is trying to push players out of the midfield to stop that glut we had last year, I think she's a sneaky chance. I think that with Katie Ashmore, she's definitely an impact player, less so a, a fantasy player. Her run on the outside and ability to deliver that ball well into the forward line is probably what makes her such a damaging player but doesn't tend to lead to great fantasy output. An average of 52 as a forward is good. I don't think it's fantastic, and I don't think she's likely to highly improve that average. So to me, she's a player that you're going to sit and watch as a Hawk supporter and think, wow, she's a fantastic player, but probably not sit her in your fantasy side. Okay, talking about forward status potential, do we want to just move over straight to the forwards? And, John, do you want to run us through who's here? Yeah, absolutely. So much like the defenders, the Hawks have really structured well in their recruiting. And we've got a very clear division between some of the taller players and then a few of the, the smaller forwards that are going to be running, running through there. So I think the big name recruit up there is Sarah Perkins from the Gold Coast. She has a very safe set of hands and is going to be providing a lot of structure to the Hawks up there. She used to play for the Hawks VFLW program back in that 2019 premiership. So Definitely one that's familiar working with Beck Goddard and isn't going to be, you know, trying to learn what the club's doing. She's going to be setting those standards. Very exciting. Thumping kick as well. Oh, absolutely. Another of the key forwards we're going to have up there is Tamara Luke, who we spoke with earlier. Tegan Cunningham is another. She used to play for the Melbourne Demons and won the club's goal kicking award a couple of times back there. So she's actually retired and then come back out of retirement to play with the Hawks, which I love that. I would do that to play under Beck Goddard. I absolutely see why she's done that. And then finally, uh, Talia Fellows. So Talia Fellows played for the Casey Demons VFLW season last year. She's going to come in rookie listed. 
But she, after a few injury interrupted years, really broke out last year. She had 12 goals for the Casey Demons. And in the Hawks intra-club practice match the other day, she kicked six goals. She is lightning fast. It's very exciting to watch her play. So she is one that I can very much see getting a round one debut. Part of the smaller forward sets, you've got Janet Baird coming across from the Gold Coast Suns, a very talented player there. Didn't get a huge amount of game time up there, but I, I can very much see her jumping straight on the field for the Hawks. You've got Zoe Barbakos from the Sandringham Dragons rookie, 18-year-old booted eight goals from her NAB League campaign. Bridie Hipwell is another draftee that the Hawks have picked up who is quite versatile, probably play somewhere on that half-forward line if she gets the chance. And then Sophie Locke, uh, also from the VFLW, but from Port Melbourne. Uh, and I think she's probably another one that's going to be running along the feet there of some of these, these giants that the Hawks have recruited. Yeah, looking going back to, I guess, the start of that list with Sarah Perkins, this will be her fourth AFLW club that she's played for. Do we think that, like, with that, does it bring a lot of, uh, experience on how the other teams will be playing or is it kind of the tail end of her career? I definitely don't think it's the tail end of her career. She's she's probably young, to be honest, in the, the scope of Hawthorne's forward line with Cunningham and Luke <laughs> around her. She is probably not the most fantasy relevant player just on the basis that as a key forward, you know, she's going to be attracting the biggest and best defender every week. She had an yeah. average of just over 35 last season. And I think she and Tara Bahana really combined well for the Gold Coast. I wouldn't have thought that she'd necessarily improve on that by enough to justify picking her. I think the two that interest me a little bit more from a key forward, it's probably the other three key forwards. So Talia <laughs> Fellows as a recruit is going to be a great one. Tegan Cunningham and Tamara Luke, it really depends on what role they play. So to start with Tegan Cunningham, she returned from retirement, but is probably going to attract a 30 to 35% discount as a result of that. And as a key forward, she has some pretty, pretty solid numbers there. So 43.1 in 2018 uh, fantasy average, uh, average just under 50 in 2019, had a little bit of a down year in 2020, which was an average of 25, but then back up to 40 in 2021 before retiring. If she can go anyway close to that, she's going to be priced probably around the 20 to 25 mark, I would have thought. So there's a lot of opportunity there to sort of push those numbers up. And the other thing is that the Hawks haven't recruited a really large number of rucks. So Cunningham, Tamara Luke, and Lucy Wales are probably going to be the three rotating through there. If Cunningham is in the middle, that's potentially going to push up her scores as well. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, we've talked a bit about those key forwards and we know key forwards probably aren't the most interesting in terms of fantasy. So I guess one of the questions I have for you, Jono, is small forwards. Is there any value in the Hawthorne small forwards? And who do you see kicking the goals as those smaller players? Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think Talia Fellows, she's tall, but she can definitely sort of play both tall and small. But she seems one, I think, that's going to be kicking a lot of the goals for the Hawks. So I think last season she was not just kicking goals, but she was also averaging quite a few disposals as well and putting on a lot of tackling pressure just on her speed. So I can see her being the Hawks, you know, number one goal scoring avenue. Beyond that, I think Zoe Barbakos is probably the next there. So she had a also very, very quick. I think that's what the Hawks are going to do. We've got a lot of tall players. And then the idea is just hitting the front of the pack very, very quick. I can see that I can see Zoe being the one that comes in and, and, and does that role. I'm not sure if I would think that many of the small forwards are going to be particularly relevant outside of Talia Fellows, just on the basis that, you know, expansion side, it's, it's tough to be providing that consistency in your scoring. Another one, which I might throw back at you, Will, you've got Tamara Lugia. She is a tall tall player and very versatile. We were talking to her earlier about her role and she said, basically, I'm happy to play anywhere on the ground. She's got experience as a defender, as a forward and as a ruck. It sounds like she might be rotating between the three, but her last season in the AFLW, she averaged 25.2, but she was playing as a lockdown defender for the Saints. 
I think with the experience that she brings in any of those three lines, I doubt the lockdown role is what she's going to be playing. Is she one that might put out a 45 average or something like that? And, and is something that could, you know, really ignite your fantasy team. Yeah, it's definitely an option to, to consider. And it's, it, it's a play, definitely a player to watch in the, in the preseason to see how they use Tamara. I think it's always a bit of a red flag for me, a player who is thrown around in a lot of roles because it usually doesn't lend to good, to good scoring. I think usually you want a player to have a consistent role that they know what they're doing, how they're going to get the ball. Those sorts of things are much better. But at the price that she'll be at, which is basically bottom price, I think it's a pretty low risk to take Tamara Luke on in your team. It'll also probably depend on where she gets named because we've put her in the forward line in, in our best 21. She said she's going to chop out in the ruck and has also previously played as a defender. So I think it'll really depend on where she gets named in the fantasy sense uh, as to whether you think she's a, the best rookie option you can get in terms of price, obviously, being the experienced player. Mel, what do you think you'd need to see from Tamara Luke this preseason for her to be a member of your side? Well, she does have that combination of rookie price and experienced player, but I'd really want to make sure that she's actually getting the ball so that we know, no matter what position she's playing in, that she's going to be around the ball and therefore getting up those points. Yeah, I think that's a really valid point, Mel. Like, if she is playing as that key defender role, we know they've got a lot of key defenders down there, so it mightn't be a hugely fantasy-friendly role because she might basically just be coming across to provide a big spoil or things like that. Whereas in if she's playing through the ruck, maybe she's getting some handball change, she's getting some marks around the ground, that might be a fantastic fantasy role, and then floating forward and kicking goals. So hugely role-dependent for Tamara, but... Again, a low risk considering she'll be very low priced. Yeah, I've got to say, like, I don't know if we'd get enough, well, for me anyway, maybe enough confidence just from watching that preseason game. I'd probably not bring her in in round one and kind of use that round one as a second option to view and then consider her for round two. Yeah, she's probably going to be listed as a defender. There's a chance she's picked on a VFLW form, but all of her AFLW experience is as that defender. So I'm not quite sure where she's going to be listed, to be honest. The one thing that really is a question mark for me is if Lucy Wales is listed in the ruck, because I think this is a very, I'm just going to jump yeah. straight into the ruck lineup here because I think it's very important to this discussion. Lucy Wales is the Hawks recruited ruck. She comes from the Casey VFLW team and has a bit of a, basketball background which we love to see in our FLW players she is very young only 18 19 years old and whilst Tamara Luke was saying that she's had a great preseason so far the question is is it going to be enough to get her around one debut I would think so but if for whatever reason Lucy Wales is not listed as a playing in round one then that means Tamara Luke is almost certainly going to be playing a lot around the ball yeah, I think that's really fair. Lucy Wales was fantastic in the in the VFLW, scoring pretty well for an 18-year-old ruck. But yeah, if she's not listed round one, it really changes that dynamic for the Hawks. It means that Luke and Cunningham will take that ruck role, in which case I think Tamara Luke is a much more viable option, especially if she's playing as that first ruck as opposed to Cunningham, who's probably played much more as a key forward in her time in the AFLW. So a real watch out for that one. But if she does get picked alternatively, I think Lucy Wales is a really interesting player because we know she's got good fantasy pedigree playing, playing really well in the VFLW. But at the same time, as an 18-year-old ruck, you'd expect players like Tamara Luke and Tegan Cunningham to give her a chop out a fair bit, which may limit her ability to score at that top level. So question for you then, Jono. We've got the Lucy Wales twin as potentially the ruck for the Hawks and Steph Wells, the other twin uh, as, as the ruck for the Bombers. Do you think you've got the better twin here? Oh, it's hard to make a, a real clear <laughs> difference between them, but I'm hoping we do. I, I kind of expect that Lucy Wales is going to play for the Hawks. And I don't know if Steph Wales will for the Bombers. So on that front, I, I think we have, we've got the one who's on the park, which is always a, a big plus. 
it sounds like Steph Wales might be behind Georgia Borg. So who knows? I would be very, very upset if the Bombers didn't at least name Steph Wales as a backup rock in that first round, just to just for the matchup to have both of them debuting in the same game and, and playing directly on each other would just be amazing. What a, a story within a story of two expansion clubs playing off for the first time. Yeah, imagine the two twins going up against each other at the first centre bounce of the, the club history. That would be, as you say, John, a story within the story, which is already a fantastic story. So, yeah, that'd be super exciting. And I hope that the clubs do go through with it. Well, why don't we wrap this up with our question for the expansion clubs that we've started doing. If you could only pick one Hawthorne player to have on your fantasy team, who would it be and why? Oh, I'm, I'm really keen on a few. So this is, this is tough. No, only one. All right. Pick he, one. I, it's going to be one, but it's going to be conditional. All right. <laughs> because if Tilly Lucas Rod in any way starts with defender status, in my team immediately, never taking that out. I mean, that's, that is a, as must-have as must-have as you can have. But failing that, which we don't expect to happen, I think Mackenzie Early, Big Mac back there, really, really cheap rookie in the defense who's going to be taking a lot of intercepting marks. That's one I'm really excited to start on my field, to be honest. Will? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to follow you up with another conditional one, which is I'm going to go with Tamara Smith if she's listed as a forward. If she's listed as a forward, to me, that is almost a, as good a forward rookie as you're going to find based on her VFLW form. Even as a midfielder, I still think she's a really good option. But if she's a forward, to me, straight into my team, may even get a starting spot on the field. How about you, Mel? Yeah, it's a tricky one. I'm thinking maybe a Jasmine Fleming. I think she could be an interesting pick, but... I'm still, I'm just not too sure yet. Haven't sold you as well as we did yesterday on the Bombers, have we? No, I mean, yeah, I got, I got really into that one. But yeah, no, I think there's just having 18 clubs now is just, there's a lot for my little brain to comprehend. And I think I have to see the numbers in front of me, uh, which will hopefully be released on the 8th of August. Yeah, and so many rookie options that, even a player with the talent of Jazz Fleming, you start to think, is she the one that will get me the best value of a rookie? <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's going to be tough picking those rookie midfielders because they've got so much potential, but there's so many of them that you picking the right one is probably going to really shape how your side goes for the whole year. Yeah. Look, yeah. Mel and Will, I might set you both some homework here on Jazz Fleming because there's a video you can see that they put out when the draft happened. And you can see some of Jazz Fleming's highlights. She was part of the, the Vic Metro side with Montana Ham. And oh, it yeah? is incredible, just incredible watching her play. When they say that these, this particular round of draftees coming in is AFOW ready, it's so plain to see. The handballs that they're, they're putting out into space and you know, really working through traffic, it's really impressive stuff. Yeah, and I completely agree with you there, John. I've got absolutely no doubt that Jazz Fleming, AFLW ready, going to be a superstar almost straight away. But it really does come down to we've got so many great young midfielders coming through. A couple that we haven't talked about yet, we will talk about in our Sydney episode, are the first couple of draftees in Montana Ham and Sophia Hurley. And if you're going for players like them, do you have space in your squad for a player like Jazz Fleming? So the way that you do arrange those rookies is going to be super interesting and will really set you up for how the season goes. And we're going to have to talk about that a lot in later, later episodes to make sure that we're sold on which rookies we want to pick and which ones we think are going to be the, the highest value and the highest scoring. Well, that might do us then for our overview of the Hawthorne Hawks. And I'm very excited to be bringing a few of those players into my team once the game opens very soon this week. Tomorrow, we're going to be running through our next expansion side, the Port Adelaide Power, uh, another team with a lot of big names in the AFLW, like Aaron Phillips. So very exciting there. Keep an eye out for our episode tomorrow and the best 21 out on our socials. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if you want to follow us at FreeKickWPod. I'm on Twitter at Odds and Steven. I'm on Instagram at WillH underscore VI. I'm on Insta as HiMelD. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch you tomorrow.
Say everyone. Cheers.